don't know how it's going to go. What in East Dallas is going on? I'm Camille. And I'm Rich. Rich, today we have Jim Foster, yes. who is really like a Wikipedia for Dallas. He Okay, we both love history. Yes. And, um, you know, this isn't East Dallas specific, Camille, but it is Dallas County, obviously. Right. Right? And the pioneers of Dallas County, it's a Facebook page. And Jim Foster heads that up. And I tell you what, we were just kind of talking a little bit before we push record here. And oh, my goodness. Jim, it's amazing what all he knows on the history of Dallas and even East Dallas. Yeah, Dallas County. And so so first, Jim, thank you for doing this and welcome to the show. Thank you. You're quite welcome. And I'm glad to be here. Well, he's going to be, he's talking to his uh, 22,000, almost 23,000 members on Facebook. Crazy, right? I know. but And I was like looking at all of the stuff on here that he has and all this information, more than 3,000 articles, I guess. That's right. Oh my goodness. Been doing it for over seven years now. Seven years. So he, you started the Facebook page. I did. Seven years ago. Right. Why did you start it? Like, what was... Well, I thought that there's so many people that are hungry, and actually, uh, I still run into that. There's so many people that are hungry for the history of Dallas County, and that's my way of getting this information out to them. A lot of them are actually older folks and can't get out and about, and the first thing they do in the morning when they wake up is click on the Pioneers of Dallas County. See what you posted. Now, you were... Born here, yes, um, yes, in the in the well, nineteen forties, right, right. Uh, dur- during WW two, uh, what's interesting is oh. I'm a fifth generation native of Dallas County. Wow! And uh, a lot of you are familiar with Merritt Road because there's a huge sign off the tollway that says Merritt Exit. That was named after my great grandfather. Oh, really? Your great grandfather. And I grew up on. I grew up across the road from the old Merritt House, which is over 100 years old and still standing. Your wow. great-grandfather. That's I right. Mean, <laughs> imagine if he still had property around here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. He would be surprised now, wouldn't he? He would be. I mean, that's astonishing. <laughs> now, where do you live? I live uh, in northeast Rowlett, and actually, I live on part of the Foster Home Place, okay. which was established in 1876. Wow. wow. I, I live on land that was part of that home place. You know, whenever I think about um, history like this, Camille, like I always imagine like what life was like yeah. back then, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So can you kind of take us like, what was Dallas like? And, you know, particularly the 50s, because you were born in 1940, what? 43. Okay, so in the 50s, you were a young lad roaming around the streets of Dallas. Right. I'll give you a perfect example. Last week I was talking to the mayor of Rowlett. Okay. And he said, uh, you know, our uh, city hall is now in what was the old Rowlett school building. And I've studied and studied, and I can only find where there was one office. I said, that's right. That building only had one office, which was the principal. He said, well, tell me. Where were the restrooms? I cannot find where the restrooms were located. I said the the girls was out on the east side of the property. It was called an outhouse, and the boys was on the south side of the property, and it was the boys' outhouse. We didn't have restrooms in the building in those days. No. 
Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? No. Oh my goodness. And Did you have air conditioning? No, no one had oh. air conditioning. Oh my gosh, can okay. you imagine a day like today, today okay, July? So we're recording this in July, mm-hmm. and obviously it's 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 not a cold warm. outside. Yeah, a little, little warm. Little, it's nor, like an oven. nor in the city of Rowlett did they have running water. Are oh my you goodness. serious? And I remember when they built the water tower. It, I was in about the third grade when they started building it, and uh, school was out over the summer, and when we started after the summer break, they were just finishing up the water tower. So people in Rowlett for the first time had running water when I was in the third grade. Absolutely. I mean, okay, so how did people like bathe and stuff? In a number three wash tub. Number three wash tub. Yeah, that's what you did your clothes in. Uh And uh, and in the wintertime, you'd heat the water on the stove and uh, in a tea kettle Uh and, you know, put three or four gallons of water in that tub and then a tea kettle full of hot water to warm it up to the right temperature and as soon as you took a bath, then the next one got in in the same water, by the way. <laughs> okay, so we take so many things for granted. Yeah. Now, if you go on a long walk and you sweat a little bit, you jump in the shower for 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You like know what I mean? Three times a day in this heat. <laughs> six, six children of my great-grandfather passed away because there was no refrigeration for milk or dairy products in those days. And uh, they're all... Buried in a little country cemetery northeast of Rowlett. Wow. And uh, fortunately, he had nine that did survive. But it was a different world in those days. And there was no medicine. You couldn't yes. go. And, and, and if there was medicine, you didn't have a doctor you could go to because you were out in the country. Yeah. And it was a, a day's drive to go from there to in downtown Dallas uh, on a horse. Gosh. Horse and buggy, When right? you say... The good old days. That does not sound like the good old days. No, it was not. The central wagon yard is where Fire Park is now. So people coming in from all around would uh, go to the central wagon yard, spend the night, sometimes sleeping in the wagon, get up the next morning at daylight, have coffee that they cooked on the campfire, and then they'd go on into downtown and get their goods come back to the central wagon yard and then the following day they'd get up and go on back out to where they oh my gosh a two-day event to go just to dallas and get stuff could you imagine Mm -mm. Mm -mm. hell depending on traffic it could still be a damn (laughs) okay so uh, where do you get like all of this stuff because i'm looking through the facebook page right now and i see elm street back in 1917 so they have like all these buildings and stuff and it looks like a kind of a happening spot now this is elm street right up right. right here, right. Bellum. Right, and it it's got uh, it's got some railroad tracks that run through, and it was postmarked 1917, and I guess it was offered on eBay. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I searched for uh, what I call vintage postcards. Okay, uh, a, a lot of this information. Remember, I started collecting this information 25 years ago, so uh, I've got a, a huge collection of books and. Frequently, I refer back to those books, and I just keep on keeping on. And new things crop up all the time. Some of these postcards now are coming from Canada and other places where folks moved years ago, but they've maintained that collection. And then as they got into the estate sale, they find their way back to to Dallas. Dallas. Okay, if I had to ask him one question, Uh Camille, it's going to be this one. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is the most interesting fact about Dallas that few people may actually know about? Oh, uh, there there are many, but I think Warren 
Ferris, W.A. Ferris, is, is one that people just have no clue about. And I'd, I'd like to tell you some un, little known facts about Warren Ferris, okay. if you've got time. Yeah, we got all the time you need. Well, first of all, he was born in New York. And uh, so how in the world would a New Yorker end up down here in Dallas, Texas? Right. And that's an interesting journey because uh, after he got old enough to leave home, he first went up to the Rocky Mountains, and he worked for the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. He was, for five years, he was a fur trapper, and he trapped mainly beaver. And so you think, well, why would there be a... He was a beaver trapper? <laughs> yes. Why, okay. would, why would there be such a big market for beaver? But in Canada and Europe, that was all the rage in those days, and they wanted the beaver for their fur coats and the, and the men's hats. Uh, a, a beaver hat for a man was a huge demand in those days. I spe- oh, because of the warmth or whatever? Right. Okay. Probably repelled a little water, too, right? Yes, it yeah. repelled the oh, water. Yeah, the beaver. Yeah. yeah. And he spent five years there, and, and he probably would have stayed longer, but he got a message from his folks back in New York that his mother and his stepfather were having trouble settling the estate. So he makes his way back to New York, and he spends... A, a, uh, was this upstate or like the city? Buffalo. Oh, bu- mm-hmm. okay. Upstate. upstate. And uh, after about a year and a half, he decided, well, it's time for him to get back to his frontier days. And so he heads to Texas. Okay. And he heads to Nacogdoches. Well. That's the place I would go to from New York. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that there were no counties in Texas in those days. There were districts. And believe it or not, yes, what we know as Dallas today was in the district of Nacogdoches. What? So that means if you got married or if you wanted to file a deed for your property, you had to go on horseback Uh to Nacogdoches. Which is East Texas? Two days. Two days just to get to Nacogdoches on horseback. Gosh. So many of the deeds and many of the marriages were not filed for years. Back Are in those you days, serious? and in those days, if you couldn't get a marriage license, then there was no way to get one in Dallas County because it hadn't become a county yet. There were no counties in Texas. You would live what's called under the bond of marriage, and you didn't have a marriage license, but you were under the bond of marriage, which is pretty much like today's. Um, what do they call it when you live together? Un- uh, common, oh, common law. law. Yeah. I would imagine. But it's my understanding it was a written agreement. It was a written? Right. So like a contract he, with your wife. Right, right. You didn't get divorced then, so, you know, yeah, probably stuck. That's true. So he goes to Nacogdoches, and they decide, well, number one, uh, after he arrived at Nacogdoches, he came down with a fever, and he had discovered a magazine that talked about how to become a surveyor. So he read a few articles in that magazine and decided that he would be a surveyor. And so he became the surveyor for the district of Nacogdoches. So they send him out on all these wild trips to survey. Mm -hmm. And eventually he makes his way to what we know as Dallas now. It was still not Dallas in those days. Matter of fact, when he got here, another company contacted him and wanted to hire him and said, we're going to give you a job and we're going to make a town and uh, it's going to be called the city of Warwick. The city of Warwick. And what year was this? Uh, 1839, maybe approximately. Okay. This mm-hmm. was before John Neely Bryan ever got to Dallas. Okay. So it was a minute ago. You, you know, what's funny. I'm thinking back to his, his, uh, 
beaver days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're stuck on that. <laughs> stuck on that. Because, well, think about this. Like, a lot of people, they it's beautiful out in, you know, Colorado in the Rockies. Uh, right. Right? Like, it right. is. But life must not have been easy. Because, cold. Yeah. Cold and... Yeah. You know, the, the mountains and terrain and, and getting around just wasn't, it was hard. Well, it's beautiful, but it's yeah, a hard life. Yeah, but Jim, at that time too, wasn't there land to be claimed in Texas? Well, that's one of the reasons he was here, because if you came to Texas in those days, there was, Dallas County was what was known in those days as Peter's Colony. Okay. And uh, the Republic of Texas had signed a contract with a group. And uh, they would give land, and they advertised all over the world, including Europe. You come to Texas, and you'll get 350 acres of land. My God. And To have that today. <laughs> and you have to improve it, which means to uh, have part of it under cultivation, not all of it, but part Farm of it. it. And you mm-hmm. have to put a fence on part of it to protect the livestock. So uh, that's another reason that he ended up in this area. Because at that time, if I'm not mistaken, it Texas went up through Oklahoma. Well, they stopped at Oklahoma. That was all called Indian Territory in those days. Okay, I'll have to look at that. Oklahoma was in a state until, I believe, 1906 or some, somewhere around in that area. Okay. How incredibly fascinating. I know. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, have you always been a history buff? Uh, not until probably my senior year in high school, and that's when I got started, and it just sort of grows on you if you're not careful. <laughs> I guess so. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, Camille, because I want to get into his past. Yeah. And, but I want to talk about Jim. Yes. Because how you got here is really interesting, uh, but it's also um, fascinating how you can just keep acquiring and basically an infinite amount of information. Yeah. So much I mean, history. For yeah, for historical purposes yeah. and to teach people about it. I, I love it. All right. So we're gonna be, be right, right back. back with Jim Foster, pioneer of Dallas County. Yep. Is that right? That's yeah, it. pioneers of Dallas. Yeah, pioneers County. of Dallas County. Yeah. He's a founder or a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. Be right back. Did you know that East Dallas has over 200,000 residents? And over 1.1 million visitors every single month. And And you you have have the the opportunity opportunity to reach them. If you're interested in partnering up with us on the website, visit eastdallas.com. Or on this show at What in East Dallas is Going On. Connect with us. Our email is connect at visiteastdallas.com. That's connect at visiteastdallas.com. Thank you for supporting the show. And thank you for being a part of East Dallas. And we're back with Jim Foster. Jim Foster. And he was just talking about how before Dallas was Dallas, it was called Warwick, right? Almost called Warwick. Almost, almost called Okay, so Warwick. Dallas was not, almost was not called Dallas. Right. right. Which is like, because, you know, Dallas is Dallas. It's like in, in Warwick. I couldn't. Where are you going this weekend? Well, we're going <laughs> to head over to Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I want to get into your history. Now, here's a little uh, factoid. Some of you out there may remember Jim 
uh, Foster uh, because he was a judge. County judge, right? I was the Dallas County judge. Yeah. The Dallas County judge. Not that long ago. For, no. uh, for four years, starting in 2006. Wow. Did you mean a lot of knuckleheads? Well, we'll say that I was responsible for a couple of folks getting indicted, and we'll just leave it at that. No, no, no. <laughs> so, please. No, no. Please. Please say the names. No, yes. he can't. Why? He didn't want to get in bad Why? standing. Uh, they'll be burning your door down. If <laughs> no. I know. Okay, we tried. Okay, but your career, you had an interesting career. So you were in home uh, alarms. Uh, that is for, correct. For, you had your own business. For 25 years. Okay, for 25 years. What did you do before that? Uh, well, I spent 10 years as a plant manager for Johnson & Johnson after I got out of the Army. Okay. okay. How long were you in the military? Uh, in those days, it was two years, and everyone in those days was expected to, to serve. volunteer or be drafted. Wow. And did you go into war? Uh, no, this was during the Vietnam era, and every day I thought I would be called to go to Vietnam until the last six months. And then you could still get extended and go to Vietnam. Really? Uh, but fortunately, I... I, I didn't have to go. I know two of my high school friends uh, that were close friends of each other were both killed in Vietnam, and oh it was goodness. just a, a terrible situation, yeah. and I'm glad I did go. Wow. Wow. And you, obviously, you have a deep interest in history, but what was drawing you so much to Dallas? Like, what did you find fascinating where you just kept digging and digging and digging? Well, it's, it's interesting. I think that once you get... It's sort of like uh, folks that crave ice cream, and you know, you, you just you try all different flavors until you, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, looking for the the perfect one, and you never find it, and you just keep keep on keeping on, and that's sort of the way history is. And some of you knew Frances James; uh, she was called the Cemetery Lady, and she and I got into history, and she didn't even have a computer, but she got interested in my pioneer page uh-huh. and uh she said you know i'm going to have my granddaughter get me a computer so i can look at your page every day and <laughs> the first thing she would do every morning was look up the on the pioneer page and see see what was posted and she was she was just fascinated by all of that i mean it's so fascinating yeah it is so fascinating do you have people that contact you from like other pl- far yes. off yes how how Far off has someone reached well, out to you? Uh, one individual from Rome, uh, he's just intrigued about, I had written a book about uh, La Reunion, the French colony, uh-huh. which was, uh, you know, right next to Dallas. It's called West Dallas now. Okay. But this was uh, a colony uh, next to the city of Dallas. And when the colony failed, a lot of those professionals, they were bankers, photographers, mm-hmm. lawyers, doctors, they all moved into Dallas. And I guess the end of La Reunion was actually the beginning of Dallas. Wow. Man. Wow. I mean, I cannot stop looking at these photos. Like, Love Field was nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, not only that, uh, it was originally designed, okay. but Lothar was responsible for going to Washington, D.C. and getting Love Field established as a military base, and that's where all the pilots were trained during World War One. Really? Man. Isn't that something? Uh-huh. A lot of folks also don't realize that on Love Field, that at the same time Love Field was training pilots, mm-hmm. the military went over to Fair Park 
and made that a military base, and that was called Count Dick. And so all of the uh, aviation mechanics were over at Count Dick, and the pilots were over at Love Field. So Dallas was a huge, huge uh, military area during World War One. Wow. Gosh. And one of the mayors, and I forget which one it was, it may have been Lothar, said, uh, well, this Christmas, I want everybody to invite one of the military soldiers to their house. And it's recorded that not one soldier was left on the base. They were all invited to somebody's house for Christmas dinner. Are you wow. serious? Wow. That, that's a sense of community. community 1918. Things have changed a little. They have changed. Nowadays, you'd be like... No. <laughs> you'd be nervous. <laughs> a little scared. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, that is just... I, I can't get over the complexity, the depth mm-hmm. of happenings just in this small little area because we, we talk about Dallas County as this big spread out area, but the actual county as far as landmass, is not that big. It's 30 miles by 30 miles by 30 by 30. That's small. Warren Angus surveyed the county himself in person. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. So how did they draw up the, like, what was... Well, I'm not the, sure how, how he knew exactly where to go, but it's interesting that he went to within a mile of where I currently live, and that's where Colin, Rockwall, and Dallas counties all come together, and that's where he started. Okay. But huh. it didn't come together back then, or did it? Uh, well, it did later, uh, but Rockwall was not a county then. Rockwall was actually part of Kaufman. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so you started looking into this during your career while you were you had the business. Right. And you started kind of doing your own research. Right. But back then, you didn't have the, the computer systems. and where, where did you go? Mm-hmm. To the library in Garland and to the library in downtown Dallas, and you'd get on the microfilm viewer mm-hmm. and you view rows and rows and rows and rows of microfilm man good lord now you can just type it in the chat gpt and it'll give you a whole <laughs> freaking less a book yeah. we, we didn't have computers in those days i mean you had to be that had to be a passion of yours because you mm-hmm. you do it every day you know yeah. what i mean like you get up yeah you do your work or whatever and then you have to have intention to drive down there and go get the information right i started out actually researching my family because I knew they came here in 1876 and okay. and some even prior to that. And that's what I was really looking for. And one mm-hmm. thing led to another, and it's just all evolved from that. I'm sure it's a rabbit hole once you go down it. Right. It's just it's so much, right? Just Is there anything that you, speaking of rabbit holes, is there anything that you just kept going down because you just you found it so fascinating and you just dig, dug deeper? Well, in those days, that was hard to do because you just had to keep viewing microfilm until you mm-hmm. found what you were looking for. Uh-huh. I would make notes, and, and then as I found something, some additional information, then I would... And you had to print the page out, which mm-hmm. I forget now what it was, 25 cents a page or oh, something. yeah. Good God. But I had to put quarters in the machine so you could print <laughs> the page. And Man. His will to do that and passion... Hell, I'm not even that passionate to live. <laughs> Get information. Because, I mean, it, it's time-consuming. It's not like... it. I mean, obviously, now you're on the computer. Yeah, much easier. Yeah, you can look up information and, and all of that stuff. So... Do you find yourself getting distracted by all the information? Or yes, it- yes. It's like Lovefield Airport on a busy day. You can't decide which one you want to want yeah. to land next or yeah. take off next. You know? Yeah. 
Because, I mean, I, I'm assuming that, let's just say you wanted to just research Love Field. I mean, since mm-hmm. you're talking about it, right? You could have a whole book on just Love Field. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, just yeah. the information, just yeah. how it came about and everything from the name to... Man. And the prize is when you find something that no one has seen locally has mm-hmm. seen before, and mm-hmm. on a rare occasion, those things will crop up, and uh, then you get it out there, and everybody says, "Oh, I've never seen this before." So you think, "Oh, we've got a prize yeah. today, a little, ju- <laughs> a little jewel." Okay, so can you tell us some interesting facts about East Dallas, particularly that people may not be aware of? Well, the, the first air mail was from an airport, and it was a private airport here in East Dallas. A lot of people do not know that. And the pilot, which was a local man, and he had the airport at his house, it's where uh, Columbia Avenue is now, and that was his landing strip. And and he flew the mail, I think, uh, from Dallas over to Fort Worth, and that was the first airmail Man. Uh, What? His airport was here in East Dallas on Columbia. On Columbia. (laughs) <laughs> like freaking right here. That's crazy. Yeah, you couldn't land a plane on Columbia now. No. no. Oh my gosh. Get no. no. But that's 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 so interesting. I don't think um I don't think Adam mentioned that, did he? No, we I know. There's so much history here. He just touched on kind of general You could never cover all of oh it. Oh my gosh, we couldn't. I mean, yeah. we could do our entire podcast on the history of Dallas, Dallas. and East Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the most fascinating things to me, I guess, whenever East Dallas kind of started coming about and then Dallas was coming about, they weren't, it wasn't the same. They were two different, uh, whatever you want to call them. Entities. Entities. Entities, yeah. 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 And then they finally converged and came together. Yeah. Uh, But it very easily could have been two different cities like and it almost was what's so interesting is that you have to give credit to the city leaders because the streets needed to be paved and dallas the city of dallas had agreed to pay all the bills once they took over so they went out and got the streets paved real quick and stuck the city of dallas with the bill are you kidding (laughs) that's true that's a smart guy smart people (laughs) back then you know i remember thinking so i moved here in the dallas area in 2001 and I remember thinking, like a few years later, I, I don't, I didn't want to buy a house or anything because mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were talking about that housing prices were just never, they never went up or down. They were just kind of stagnant for a number of years. Then all of a sudden, it just exploded, took off mm-hmm. like a rocket. Just, but yeah. there were a number of years here, uh, Jim, that it was very stagnant. But not why? only not only that, in the late '80s, that the bottom fell out, and mm-hmm. people were all of a sudden upside down. Yeah, what happened? Like, why was it like that? Because I just I don't understand. I just didn't understand the economics at the time. Well, that's kind of difficult to explain, but some of it gets into your good old boys, and I'm not going to mention any names, yeah. but some of them uh, actually were buying condos up and down I-30, and they called that the I-30 condo corridor. Really? Uh-huh. And then uh, they were taking two and three loans out on each property, yeah. and eventually the savings and loan. Yeah, this was, mm-hmm. that's where went, it came from, the savings and loan scandals. And, right. I see. Yeah. And so that made all of the housing around here really stagnant because there wasn't a They were doing population. a lot of fake like loans and things like that, weren't they? Right. I mean, right. yeah. Was the population growing or was it stagnant as well? 
Well, for for years it was fairly stagnant, and and then it took off and started growing again. We had a lot of competition from Frisco and cities up to the north, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Dallas seemed to be stagnant. But but then uh, finally, some of our city leaders wised up, and they started giving incentives for businesses to come here, and yeah. that changed everything. Right in the nineties, early nineties, mid nineties, right. people were going north, Frisco and all right. that area. Really, yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Okay, so how, do you remember your parents, what they paid for their their first house or yours? Well, uh, I remember when you could buy a house for $1,200. Jim. <laughs> my God, my electric bill is $1,200. A brick house. Yeah. What? With running water. Are you kidding? That's yeah. That's a fact. My, pre- my previous home in East Dallas, it was built for, it was built in, 50s uh-huh. it was built for 15,000 I think brick mm-hmm. $15,000 mm-hmm. you probably had lead pipes and what is that stuff that gives you cancer in your <laughs> left and all that yeah yeah there's probably a little bit in there somewhere <laughs> you think <laughs> good night how long are you going to keep doing this Jim seriously uh, I guess until I can't breathe any longer yeah it's just I mean people love it once it bites you, you can't get rid of it. That's just all there is to it. Is there anyone that helps you with the Facebook page? Uh, no. I wish there were. Well, I'd take some volunteers if there are some. Hey, you, you heard, heard that? The, you heard the man first. Yeah. Shoot, I'd love to figure out a way to be a part of that. I think that's just so it's, fascinating. It's amazing, yeah. Hey, why don't you have a book? Actually, I've written five or six books they're all about local history uh-huh. there's only one that was been published uh one of them that's not published and you can't get any longer was called law reunion remembered about the french colony oh yeah and then uh, my first book was called the board Ark at nacogdoches because the east fork river which is between rowlett and rockwall was known on the old maps as the board Ark river okay and dallas was as we know it today, was in the district of Nacogdoches, so that's for the title of the book. Interesting. You know, because you think of Nacogdoches now, I guess the most famous thing they're uh, known for is the shuttle stuff whenever it crashed or whatever. Yeah. They had some pretty big pieces out there, but otherwise, you just kind of drive through Nacogdoches. You don't even think anything of Uh -uh. it. You know, I, I find the Facebook page so fascinating because what I'm seeing here is community interaction yes you will post something and then people will start talking about it and then they will see that they're related or they have a similar last names or something and i'm just it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how it brings people together like that right. well you'll be surprised too some of them are for are from well-known families uh you'll see caruth and you'll see other well-known names like that all throughout uh, this page Wow. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And it is searchable. You can search any word or any name, and it'll take you to every article. Okay. I'm looking at this picture of these two boys. Um, They're going fishing. Fishing. Yeah, and it's from 1925. So how do you get these photos? There's probably a thousand different ways to to find things like that. And um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I'm lucky, folks will just uh, send, send me a message with uh, and say, "Oh, you might be interested in this." And of course, I'm interested in it. What a beautiful photo! Now, yeah. one of, one of those young boys uh, became the 
photographer for the Dallas Times Herald. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Look at him with his bamboo fishing pole. Wow. I wonder how old they were in this photo. They looked at maybe about, thirteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say 13, twelve. The twelve, thirteen. Shoot, you'd get a thirteen-year-old out there now. He wouldn't even know where. To, <laughs> he wouldn't even find his way to the lake. Not yeah. on the damn lake, son. And, and look at that can he's got in his hand. It's full of earthworms. Oh yeah. Is it really? You catch those first before you went fishing. Yeah, I have to go out and dig the worms up. Look at, you can... Okay, so they're holding the can lid like uh, you know, it's like a like a tuna can lid, right? And they're holding the lid by the they're holding the cans up by the oh, lid. Oh yeah. And so any parent today would go. You're going to cut, cut yourself. yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. What do yeah. you? Come on. Use your head. <laughs> yeah, things were different in those days. Oh, my gosh. Jim, I am just, will you come back on the show? Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, this has been very general, but we need to like Dive have specific something. topics yeah. on East Dallas or you know, even kind of Dallas and have Jim tell us all about it. I mean, I look, we're in East Dallas and obviously our show and you know what we do, we're focused on East Dallas. But we can't forget where we come from. Like East Dallas is part of Dallas County, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think it would be fun to talk to Jim, you know, about some specifics um, on on that. Yeah. Uh, If you're okay with that, Jim. Sure. Yeah. So we've got to get Jim back. I just love it. Yeah. And our listeners love the history podcast. Every time we post something on Instagram that has a history photo, we get tons of. So, okay, so go to their, the Facebook page. It's mm-hmm. Pioneers of Dallas County. And it is a member. You have to answer a question, but it's a, it's a private group, yes, I guess. Yes, but you get approved right away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. just don't, be, don't be an ass. Get on there. Oh, you'll get removed real quick if Good. you are. Yeah, see? <laughs> Good. See, Jim Jim's the man. Jim's watching it. Jim's watching. Yeah, because, I mean, seriously, um, it's got just so much uh, information Yeah, it's, it's here, such a great you're just, um, Yeah. we got to figure out how to help this, this man out. I don't know. He's doing pretty good. 22,000 followers. Shoot. Look at that gun that this guy has. Captain Will Fritz. Oh, yeah. He was famous. World right. famous. Really? He arrested J.D. McDermott. A Dallas Fire Department captain for killing another Dallas. Def- what happened? Uh, well, they got into a disagreement. So they just, he just killed them? Uh, but uh, Will Fritz, is, he was known as Captain Fritz. Uh, numerous books have been written about him. Uh-huh. And uh, my cousin, Ted Wells, was a lieutenant with the Dallas Police Department. And the only reason I bring that up, recently one of the JPs, Justice of the Peace, called mm-hmm. me. This was last year late want me to stop by her office in Garland. And she said, in my desk, I found this. It's the death certificate for President Kennedy. Mm-mm. Wow. And I turned it over, and on the back, there it was, my cousins, who lived right down the road from me, Ted Wells. It said, according to Lieutenant Ted Wells with the Dallas Police Department, on the death certificate for President John F. Kennedy. Wow. Did she give it to you? Yes, she did. Wow, that's amazing. A phenomenal. Look at look at this, Mrs. I immediately called his daughter. She had never seen it before. She was so happy to get that. Wow, wow. crazy! I, we could just talk to him forever. I, I know this is the story. This little post here, you just posted it on June twenty sixth. Was um, uh, Mrs. Bard's bread? Miss Baird's. Baird's Baird's Bard's. How do you pronounce Baird's. it? Baird. Baird. Miss Baird's. He's not from East Dallas. He doesn't know. No. He's yeah. newer to East Dallas. Ms. I Baird's. was born in New York and then raised in Florida. Well, look at that photo. I think 10,000 people have viewed that photo of her. Oh, my gosh. See, there's insane. so much here that he has to come back and talk it's, to us it's about. It's absolutely insane. Now, where was the original 
factory. Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the East Right Palestine. over by SMU. Right. Can we just talk about that on, on the next show? Yeah, that and maybe the old Dr. Pepper uh, factory. Be happy to. I've also got, and you can uh, search that, Dr. Pepper. You'll see mm-hmm. some of the earliest photos of Dr. Pepper. Okay, so I have an idea before we go. Okay. okay. We should have him on the show to talk specifically about companies that, like this oh, that, have start, that have started in East Dallas. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. And just because I want to know the history. I, I really want to know because I want to know the, where the start was. Like right. what got him going. Is, is Greenville Avenue far enough east to be? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like right in the heart. That's where Chili's started. Chili's? Yes, it is. Chili's I went to the, the back door of Chili's before when you had to wait in line before they opened any other facility. They just had one in those days. Gosh. And John Brigham, which was a who also had a stagecoach uh-huh. that he loved to parade around to all the fairs and different parades. And he took me over there and, and the guy said, you guys come to the back door. And he, they opened the back door and let us in. They were lined up down Greenville Avenue, far as you could see, trying to get into the Man. original Chili's the restaurant. Original Chili's. We're both foodies, so do you go to yeah. Chili's? Uh, not as much now. I mean, I've been, yeah. It's different. It's, been, it's different, yeah. 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 It was the original Chili's. Really? Man. That's so cool. That, I, I had really no idea it was there. I last time I actually went to a, The a line Chili's. was over a block long just to get in the front door. My goodness. Like where, was it, where was it on Lower Greenville? Um, Do you know exactly? I'll have to research okay. that, that one. We'll it's on, that it's on my page. Okay. I'll go look it up. You done stumped a man. <laughs> you done stumped him. Okay. Jim, thank you. Uh, you're, you're no, thank you so not, much. This is not going to be the last time that you're going to be on the show because we already have another show planned out. Yeah, me. 100%. So we should do that, like record it, like right away. Yeah, we can record it in the yeah. next month. And then, exactly. I mean, the, the great thing about doing a show with you is like it's timeless. Yeah, literally timeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go so to the, do it. yeah. So go to the uh, Facebook page. It's Pioneers of Dallas County. Just go there. You're going to get more information than you're, you'll ever dream about. I mean, seriously, like great, amazing stuff here. So, Jim, thank you again. You're thank welcome. You. Glad to be here. Look forward to the next time. Yep. We'll see you later for sure. All right, Camille. Well, that's all I got for this show. All right. What in East Dallas is going on? I don't know. Stick around. We'll find out. Sometimes more than you bargain for. See you guys.